our balls have dropped and our golden globes are on display. It's a new year with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, January the 10th. We are coming to you from the home of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We're at the Alamo Draft House here in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today in the room I've got... Brad. Curtis. Cooper. And we are a bunch of fans, artists, creators from the Midwest talking entertainment pop culture, our connections to them, taking your comments, and whatever. It's been a minute since we've been back together in the room uh, we almost forgot to turn things on and do the mic check before we started because it's been that long. Uh, but we're back. We're back to our regular weekly format. So every Friday from now until whenever the next break happens to be down the road, what's the next holiday? Easter. There's nothing for a while. All right. So good. We're good. We'll be here. We are here and we are back. Everybody doing okay? Everybody have a decent yeah. holiday? Yeah. 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 Everybody holiday. survived? Work money made. There you go. I'm sure you guys are busy here. Oh, yeah. Brad got... The, the same gift a couple of times. Nice. That's Christmas. always fun when people yeah. don't communicate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom sends you the list for your brother, even though she's already bought from that list. That's awesome. And if she doesn't <laughs> specify, apparently. No. Yeah. She doesn't cross <laughs> things out as she goes. It's like, yeah, it's like the, we were all having Christmas and I'm opening gifts. And I was like, didn't I already open this? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody rewrapping it as you're opening stuff. Well, let, before we jump into the headlines, let's take a quick look back at some of the things that happened over the break. Uh, folks enjoyed our Halloween episode with David Dasmalchin and Svenguli, one of our top five most downloaded episodes of all time in the two years or two years plus we've been doing this. Uh, and they really, folks, uh, the feedback we got seemed to enjoy the trick or treat game. So we're going to do some more stuff similar to that in the rest of the year in 2020. Uh, again, a lot of comments, feedback uh, on our. Interview we did with Clarissa Tebow from Marvel's Runaways back in December. And as expected, we knew this. We talked about this, Curtis, and we knew our listeners are the best and had the best, most level-headed comments on our Rise of Skywalker review. We knew that you would. (laughs) So thanks for proving us right that we didn't have to, I don't know, deal with any toxic fans, I guess, out there. Right. We were. I I, I wasn't worried about it because I knew our fans aren't those people, but... I almost didn't even want to engage. There's, I think I mentioned there's that. There's always like one out there that just like, oh, oh, okay. There, yeah. There, there, there it is. <laughs> Did that movie bring a balance to the fans? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it balanced anything. I think it, it, it balanced Disney's budget for uh, the year, which we'll get into, but that's about it. Oh, they'll audit you for saying that. Be careful. Yeah, probably so. The, the mouse is after us. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at this week's entertainment pop culture headlines, starting out with the top five at the box office last weekend. Rise of Skywalker held the top spot for the third weekend in a row. The film has crossed the 900 million mark and doesn't really face much competition for a while, so I think it's safe to say that it will probably crack a billion at the global box office. Jumanji, the next level, held on to the number two spot. Little Women climbed a spot to number three. Um, yeah. Either I'm not sure what to. True, I was going to say on the they they haven't they haven't been nominated for anything. So it's not because they're getting awards buzz. Maybe it's in spite of the fact they're not getting awards buzz. People are making a point to go out and see it. I don't know. Isn't right. it like a third, fourth remake? Like uh, yeah, tenth yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something. Like, yeah. We've seen it. 
I, a friend of mine, she went and saw it, and it's like, oh, it was really good. And like, uh, yeah. I had Bob Odenkirk. Be, right. People are saying it's really good. It's you know, it's got to be better than the version we sat through in English class in high school yeah. 10, 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> I, I guess I was one. fortunate I never did that. Oh, we had those. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, oh, you, you're you looking for that day when you're like, hey, it's a movie day in class. And it's always like, this is the day we can screw around and stuff. But like the English teacher was always like, yeah, it's going to be movie day, but we're going to watch Little Women and you're going to take notes because there's going to be a quiz at the end. Mm. And it's like, That's, you're, you're doing movie day wrong. <laughs> what are you, yeah. What's the deal here? Uh, my I, school, we I, I literally saw Schindler's List three times in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I've man. still yet to see it because the idea of watching a three-hour depressing movie, is like, <laughs> it's not something I've, I've readily uh, blocked out time for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you haven't scheduled off a Saturday for that? That's crazy. We do it back-to-back here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we do it for six hours. <laughs> awesome. So uh, just two showings? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the Grudge debuted at number four, the mm. reboot of the American reboot really? of the Japanese the, horror film. I forgot this was a thing. Didn't Sam Raimi produce it? Uh, I made He did. This is The film is the only the 20th film ever to receive an F on CinemaScore which was founded back in 1979. Currently, 17% critic score and 21% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. But as bad as this film seems to be, it more than made back its $10 million budget in one weekend. So expect a sequel it doesn't have to sometime in the near future for any horror right now. Yeah, yeah it doesn't have to compete with anything. Apparently, if yeah. it debuts at number four, when it's that bad. And Frozen 2 rounds out the top five, making it the highest-grossing animated film of all time, topping the original Just Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Please. Let it go. Golden Globe Awards were last weekend. Uh, on the TV side, Fleabag, Olivia Coleman from The Crown, Patricia Arquette from The Act, and HBO's Succession and Chernobyl continue to earn awards. They were all winners uh, at the Emmy Awards earlier this year, or last year, I guess, at this point. On the film side, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917 Joker, and Rocketman all earned multiple awards. The way it, you said that, 1917 Joker, that sounds like it'd be an interesting movie. Joker, 1917? Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, Batman, Gotham by Gaslight? Only yeah, yeah. Joker by World War One. <laughs> would you still want it to be Joaquin Phoenix or no, someone else? Someone else. Someone else. Someone else. Someone would else would you shot. want it to be Jared Leto? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> uh, individual award winners included Parasite for foreign language film. Missing Link took the animated film award at the Golden Globes, which is a bit surprising. That I think. is. Yeah, that surprised me. It was an alright film, but yeah. yeah. But when but, it's competing against yeah. you know multiple you know franchise films, it's. Odd that it snuck in there. Yeah. Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Renee Zellweger for Judy, and Aquafina for The Farewell, all picking up awards at the Golden Globes. It's nice that the bottled water company can Aquafina get Aquafina gets it, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she got paid to do that. Uh, up next, the Critics' Choice Award is this Sunday evening. Oscar nominees are announced on Monday. Then a whole slew of Guild Awards, Producers Guild, Directors Guild, Screen Actors Guild, Writers Guild, you name it, uh, as we move into... The Academy Awards, 92nd Academy Awards on Sunday, February the 9th. <laughs> and on the small screen on the TV, football, both college and professional playoffs, pro wrestling, and New Year's Eve's coverage dominated the ratings as they were the only new episodes of anything that any of the networks aired in the last week or so. It's that dead time of year when yeah. it comes to television. Yeah. You mean like no one watched anything but sports? Apparently not, because that's the only thing, like, they, yeah, once you get to, like, mid-December, everybody just clears their schedule, and it's all, like, 
really shitty college football bowl games. Yeah. <laughs> like these two six and six teams, one of them will have a winning season when this game's over. And yeah, wrestling and the New Year's Eve stuff, and that's mm. kind of all that's been on. Unless we go to war, then the CNN coverage will. Well, yeah. yeah, then we'll get a ratings bump there. Hey, so. There we go. So what did you guys think of uh, Ricky Gervais? Um, I felt I, like it's something I would say there. I felt it was appropriate. I, yeah, I don't think – there were people that had issues with his comments. His, his comments were part of the with joke. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> that is part of the irony of yeah. somebody calling out the rich, privileged people because – Clearly, he's aware enough to know he is. Yeah. My yeah. problem was it's just not funny anymore. <laughs> like, you know, it was funny the first few times he pulled that routine, and you're like, yeah, but it's like this is your fifth time, and you're still kind of doing the same thing. <laughs> even, Which even, I guess that's kind of what they brought him back for. They're like, hey, we want you to do more of this. So he's like, eh, I got new material. Like, no, no, I, I, got, yeah, I really don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I he's trying the, to not be asked yeah. back. Is from I, I got the impression that he really didn't really want yeah. to be there. He was just there. I mean, he kept saying it. He's like, this is the last time. Yeah. Well, I, I, when they when they come to you and say, "Hey, for the fifth time, can yeah. you do the exact same shtick that you've done the previous four? Yeah. I'm sure he's probably like, "Why the hell am I still doing this?" Yeah. Until I mean, he gets to the some bank of his and, comments still made me burst out. But yeah, oh yeah, he had some funny moments. There were some good ones. Yeah, he had he had some funny moments, but overall, it's, it's kind of like yeah. eh. I, I still think it's funny that he ended the entire night by what he tell him all to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the last thing that was said during the broadcast. But that's Ricky Gervais. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. he's he'd done that before. Yeah. Yeah, just again, he'd done that the previous four times. Yeah. Hey, yeah. make sure when you end, you, you tell them all to fuck you, off. You all fuck off. <laughs> we like to be insulted. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. News headlines, news stories, anything you guys found in particular that you want to discuss before I jump into things? Yeah, I saw a news story. They put 3D glasses on a cuttlefish. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, it was three. It was a 3D film, I yeah, guess you call that, of yeah. shrimp. Yeah. Just to see how it would respond. <laughs> apparently it liked it. Yeah, well, you know, I would enjoy a 3D yeah. film of shrimp. I mean, it's probably peaceful. Yeah, probably. People uh, have too much time and money. <laughs> Somebody is... We yeah. got to wait for the sun to burn out, man. You got to give us something to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What'd you find, Curtis? I know you're about to say something. I can uh, see you I, over there. Wheels turning. I had a hard time finding shit, because every time I find something, it's like, oh, it's two months oh, old. Oh, wait, that was back in or, November. Or, or, no, yeah. that website's fake. It's like son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry um, about it. Yeah, if you uh, if you're if you're listening and you ever see a story from we got this covered, yeah, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> just at all. let yeah, you know. It was almost too good to be true. But yeah, and they, their stories are because they um, just make shit up to get people to click on their site. I mean, I saw uh, on an earlier thing you had Kevin Smith on here. Yeah, I don't see it on here at the Go moment. Go ahead, take it away. Okay, uh, I guess I didn't know this. Like I knew he was doing a Clerks three, but right. I guess Mallrats two was back on the table. That is the word. He has apparently, while he's on the road show, uh, showing off Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, he's been working, or I guess he had a break in between, and so he's been working on Twilight of the Mallrats. Yes. It's kind of a strange title. It is. Uh, um, I guess it's kind of like the last of Mallrats is kind of what he's getting at. It's the end of mall because malls are gone. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Clerks 3, apparently, he's working on a new script for that. So. Yeah, he had... Um, rekindled the uh, friendship with Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson. So yeah. I guess Clerks Three is back on, and I guess now that the Weinstein's aren't going to be involved, Jeff's more. <laughs> He's more than happy to come back. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I guess I don't know because he the reason the original version of Mallrats Two or Mall Brats or the TV show, whatever it was going to be, right. didn't happen was because Universal owned Mallrats. But I, I guess he found out a way around it or yeah, something. he's gotten somehow. 
Maybe he thinks if he if you write it, they will let you Come. do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey now. And I saw on Twitter, um, Bruce Campbell had commented about yes. <laughs> Mallrats too, and he's like, "You got a part for me." And Kevin Smith's like, "Yes, you have a part for you that you were born to play yourself." Yeah. <laughs> Stan Lee gone, but not forgotten. Who, we, who's the next best thing to put in the movie? Yeah. That was like his comment. So yeah. it, hopefully, you know, maybe get Bruce Campbell in there. That'd be kind of cool. You can't not now. <laughs> you can't be like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was just kind of kidding, Bruce. Sorry. I was just trying to drum up support here. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if either of those ever get made, but uh, it'll be something to watch. I, I want Clerks 3 more than Mallrats 2. That's yeah. just me. I haven't seen Reboot yet, so I'm still. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of. Yeah. I feel like I'm almost feel like I'm past that phase. Now, yeah. yeah. And I mean, Clerks is, Three is the premise basically time. Kevin yeah. Smith's own life story. Yeah, I guess probably like Randall has like had a, a heart attack. Had a heart attack, Somebody, and now he's going to yeah. make a movie at the quick stop. And it's like, okay, it's just a full semi autobiography. <laughs> but which of his movies haven't been? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess his original Clerks Three script, since it didn't happen, he took a bunch of it and put it in reboot. Right. Hmm. And then, like, I guess the Jay having a daughter thing came from the Mallrats 2 script that right. he had originally where Brody was supposed to have a daughter. Yeah. So I guess he's got new ideas now for these. Mm, hopefully. As, <laughs> as much as I liked Clerks 2, I, I really hope that he does Clerks 3 justice. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I, said, I feel like I'm kind of... like that. It had its time. It had its place in yeah. pop culture. I don't know that we need to keep coming back to yeah. it. Unless you've got something interesting to say. Just let it stand on its own. I mean, it went what clerks the original went in the Library of Congress film yeah. registry this year, so it's kind of like mm. it's there already. You don't need we don't need to do another one unless you've really got a coda to slap on the end of that story. Because yeah, two, he actually had something to say with yeah. two, and yeah, it worked. Yep. Hope it works again. You got anything, Brad? Before I jump in, uh, yeah, was it? I think it was yesterday, the day before. Uh, heard that uh, John Frusciante is rejoining the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Frusciante. Frusciante. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was I've gonna all, say. I literally have always pronounced it Frusciante. John. <laughs> Even Frusciante. when people pronounce, like uh, you know, pronounce it correctly around me, hey, it's Frusciante. Wait, who's rejoining? I don't know who this fucker. Is. <laughs> I was like, who's that guy? He's never been in the band. Whatever. Wait, are you talking about Dave Navarro? Is he coming back? No. Oh, no. That's sad. They don't see that ever happening. Uh, so are they gonna? Tour? Are they going to put out a studio album? I guess. They're, they're being kind of quiet on it. Um, I guess Chad Smith confirmed that they're so far they've only got a few festival shows right. lined up and that they're currently working on a new album with okay. Frusciante. But, um, or Frappuccino. Yes. Frankenstein. I was reading a, an interview he did with Rolling Stone in which he was told in preparation for that interview by the other members of the band not to talk too much about the band. So he pretty much only confirmed things that had already been kind of going around right. um, and didn't want to speak too much more about it. Because things may fall through the cracks. It must suck being, what was this, Josh Cliffhanger, Cliffhanger, whatever his name was. <laughs> Cliffhanger, I think, yeah, yeah. The, the replacement guitarist? Yeah, they, yeah. they like, groomed him up to be the replacement, and then... Ten years down the road, oh, I'm coming back. See ya. Bye. Go do your own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, show, show business. business. Yep. Right. All right. Well, let's jump into a few other stories before we move on. Disney posted a record year at the box office. The company made 13 billion with a B. 13 billion 151.7 million between Disney Studios productions, which were a little more than 11 billion of that number, and Fox releases. 
That total includes Avengers Endgame, which was the number one highest grossing movie of all time. The Lion King, which is in the top ten highest grossing of all time. Captain Marvel, Aladdin, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2. All of them are $1 billion earners. We talked about Frozen 2 being the highest grossing animated film of all time. And Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. So <sighs> probably not a number we're going to see again anytime in the near future. But, yeah. but then again, I, it's they set that up. They had the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe saga. The end of Toy Story. And the Story. end of Toy Story. Well, for now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> the end right. of Star Wars saga, or at least what they're billing it as. So, yeah, it's... It's a good a conclusion minute. for Frozen 2, but not the end. Right. Because oh, no. we got to have Frozen 3. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime you need a billion dollars, just yeah. to make another movie. Um, so good on Disney, I guess. I it's guess. kind of scary that one company that owns that much property. But uh, Director Josh Boone says that the new Mutants that will be released in theaters on April 3rd is the cut that he submitted to Fox way back after filming it in 2017. Director says the his vision of the coming of age horror story set in the X Men universe remains intact, in spite of the movie being a Disney property. Now we had a new trailer on Monday. He's come out since then and said, "Oh, it was never going to be an R rated film," which I don't think that was what he was billing it as prior to yeah, Disney. Yeah, I'm pretty sure at one point in time it, it was they a, were saying it's it was going to be R rated. Yeah. Horror so film. what happened? Okay, so he he Disney submitted happened. it, yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, this is bullshit." <clears throat> He he sent yeah he well he sent they yeah it was it followed the typical pattern they shot it he cut it submitted it to the studio studio said here are the notes go back and do reshoots resubmitted it and then nothing happened because things were churning between Fox and Disney and mm-hmm. and it just, eventually it the something cast, that they were pushing. I imagine got too old to be well yeah at some point you can't go back and re- well now you can digitally de-age but yeah at the time <laughs> yeah you can't we, go back and reshoot with <laughs> so digitally de-aging people to look like teenagers two years again. ago yeah people like, like, like they look two years ago but uh, so now it's back to the original cut before no it, it's the or? it's the final cut that he submitted to fox okay. with the reshoot so it's it's the cut that the studio asked for that they said here's what we want that's what he sent to them and then it, like i said it just kind of sat on a shelf until all this disney fox stuff got finalized and Does now anybody care anymore i'm still curious he, to see it the only yeah. way i care is if it is if it's not the last Fox X-Men thing we get, and it's the first Disney X-Men thing we get. If that's See, the case, then I might care. Yeah. If I'm it's not like, sure if, that if that's going to happen, though. If it's, the, if it's the last thing that we're just hanging on to, and now here it comes, then I don't really care about it. If it's the last thing, the title is ironic, since it's the New, the new Mutants. mutants and there's which like is why, yeah, that, which is why if, if Disney says, hey, it's the New Mutants, let's make this kind of the new start. But I don't know that that's... Where they're at or what they're going to do. Might have been what the reshoots were, and everyone's been hush hush. Could have been reshoots. Might have been slapping Deadpool and Colossus in at the end just to tie it together. <laughs> you know who knows. And we'll apparently, totally, I would not. I would not want to see that. No, no, <laughs> but do a Deadpool three supposedly. I don't know. I guess they're in talks. To have about that guy. It. Yeah. 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 Ryan Reynolds without the Deadpool suit. Yeah, it could just be Ryan Reynolds at the end. Yeah, <laughs> but let me tell you guys. No, uh, director without the suit, and he's just yeah, it's just him. Yeah, it's just him. that it's ugly Christmas like an sweater. avocado yeah. fucked a topical graph, yeah. topographical map of Utah. Like that would fit in the horror film. Yeah, yeah. Director Ryan Johnson is reportedly working on a sequel to Knives Out. The script is reported to have Daniel Craig's detective 
Benoit Blanc investigating a completely different crime featuring a new cast of characters for him to interact with. Knives Out was the second highest grossing original film, meaning not a sequel, not a reboot, not a franchise film of 2019, which is really weird to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a very good movie. I, think uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I, <laughs> I don't know how much of the fun was. I mean, his character was obviously a lot of the fun, fun, the levity, yeah. the goofy shit. But yeah, we were talking before we started this. It you better have a good idea. You better have a good story. You better have yeah. a great cast. Like I mean, it's there's a high bar they set with this film. If you're going to yeah. do another one, it could be a big stinker. It could be just slapstick jokes. It, it, it's it's a thing. <laughs> I, think you, I think you just described Clue. Maybe maybe <laughs> Which I, I like guess what it might movie. be. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's Ryan Johnson's Clue. Yeah, <laughs> Adam Sandler's un- uncut gems has the fourth most F-bombs in film history. The word fuck is used 500 times in the film. The only three films that drop the F-bomb more are Swearnet the movie. Anybody ever heard of that? No. Mm -hmm. Nope. Remember that for later on. No, just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Fuck, a documentary about the word. Okay. And The Wolf of Wall Street, the only actual film that anybody's seen that has more F-bombs than uncut gems. There's a, I think we talked about this a week ago. There's a movie called Made. Yeah. Uh, there's, With I think Favreau it, it, it and Vince did Vaughn have a, and... the record for having the most f bombs in one scene. Oh, I wouldn't doubt between it. Between Favreau and Vince Vaughn, and yeah. I think most of it came from Vince Vaughn. But yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> uh, the Witcher Three. Anybody ever play the game Witcher Three? I've seen any of the consoles it. or PC. They hit the Witcher Three hit its highest concurrent player number players at one time on Steam in the weeks following the Witcher series debut over on Netflix. The record had been just over ninety two thousand people playing the game back in twenty fifteen when it first was released. After the Netflix series came out at the end of December, the game had over one hundred one thousand players all on at the same time on Steam playing the game at the end of December, first part of January. Nobody's played it, so we're moving on. Nope. Good fuck. Actress, I've, I've heard ahead. of the game series at least. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't know it was a game series. The book I series, it was just a show coming out. Yeah, it's book series, game series, and TV show. I see now. Mark Netflix Hamill show. Witcher, Mark Hamill Witcher, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Is Mark Hamill going to be in it? Is no. that what they're telling me? No, no. Okay. people want him to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I didn't, I hadn't seen any of that myself. I was like, is Mark Hamill in it? No, he, he like, said, all, all I knew was Henry Cavill was in it. Yeah, no, Mark Hamill said I would like a role. And so the internet doing what it does yeah. is amplifying that statement and turning it into get him on the show. Right. <laughs> Actress okay. Lori Laughlin, who faces 45 years in jail for her role in the college admissions scandal, has hired a prison coach, which I didn't know that was a job, a prison coach to teach her the ropes of how to survive prison life in case she is sentenced. Now, she's still not <laughs> pleading guilty, but <laughs> somebody has told her there seems to be enough evidence here Lawyer. You should probably go ahead. <laughs> you should go ahead like, and hire a prison shitty. coach. Wasn't yeah. that the premise of a Will Ferrell movie called Get Hard? I think it was with <laughs> Kevin Hart and Will <laughs> Ferrell. Uh, her instruction includes navigating social norms and self defense. One source with knowledge of the situation says, "Quote: She's knuckling down, learning the lingo, and practicing martial arts to give off the impression she's tough and to ward off potential bullies." Now they're not saying she actually is tough. They're just giving the impression. So it's all fluff. She is, yeah, because she's an actress. You know, I mean, they have TVs in prison. They'll know that. Yeah, they'll know. Yeah, the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not that hard. No. 
Well, that's all they're allowed to who's watch. Who's the coach? Is it Martha Stewart? Then I she just, might have some. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe <laughs> Martha will cut a bitch. Uh, Oscar Meyer is looking for drivers for its 27 foot long wiener mobiles. I'm all right. I'll do it. The job as a wiener mobile hot dogger, that's the official title, is a full time paid <laughs> one year job as an employee. To ride a Oscar Meyer to is drive your wiener. Yes. <laughs> According to the application, expenses, benefits, and team apparel are all provided by Oscar Meyer. Hot doggers will be expected to represent the brand in radio and television appearances, as well as at grocery store events, charity functions, and more. They also need to attend Hot Dog High, a two-week training session that includes choosing your official hot dogger name. Ooh, so I guess you get to like choose in. Oh, I thought it was like weed it's dogs. Like, it's like you're picking an avatar for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> learning hot dog puns. LeBron. Oh. <laughs> I don't oh. think you'd have to work that hard to come up with some. <laughs> I guess it's probably the uh, the, the family friendly hot yeah, dog puns you got to work that's with. That's difficulty. Come yeah. up with something family friendly. Hey, I got another wiener mobile. <laughs> exactly. You want to drive? It's got it. a lot of tread on it. Don't you worry. And mastering how to parallel park the 27 foot hot dog on wheels, oh. though they say it's easier than it appears. Okay. Yeah, it's easier. You just pull up to the end of the street where you don't have to parallel yeah. park. Is all you do. Yeah. And walk back to the store. <laughs> Speaking of, the Hershey Company is retiring its fleet of 26-foot-long vehicles that are shaped like three Hershey Kisses, basically sitting on a trailer. I've never seen it. So I didn't I. know that was a thing. The vehicles debuted in 1997, it. so 22 years now that they've not Driven by us, apparently. The okay. company's retiring the Kiss Mobiles out of both public safety, which is alarming. Gene Simmons on it? Is that why? <laughs> and the <laughs> fact that it's become harder to find replacement parts for the custom vehicles. Yeah, it, uh, the Kiss Mobile pulls up and Gene Simmons' tongue is just yeah. Kiss Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem, is they're like, hey, can we book the Kiss Mobile for this event? And people are like, fuck yeah, yeah. bring it down. Yeah. Guys, like, we're going to yeah. have Kiss in the parking lot. People show up at your grocery store parking lot expecting a concert. There's it's three like, shits here comes the, the trailer. Here comes three poop emojis on a trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, it's the Kiss Mobile. No, <laughs> what yeah. fun. You're fired. We're not paying you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> False advertising. Speaking of, our final uh, headline, Kiss bassist Gene Simmons tweeted out a photo asking a simple question, quote, anyone else put ice cubes in their cereal? No, oh, Gene. lost his goddamn mind. You want to try that one more time after you swallowed? <laughs> <laughs> He's Translation. Lost his goddamn there mind. you go. I, I think so. The sad well. thing is, I understood what he said because I'm used to him talking with food in his mouth I'll for my entire halfway. life. I used to have a glass and I'd put my milk and then put my cereal on top like it was like foam and I'd drink and eat it like that before school or whatever. But that's different. That's not ice cubes. No, it's not. But ice cubes are going to water your shit down, you know. I want to know what led to him to tweet that. Like, was he in an argument with someone who was giving him shit for doing that's it? That's my guess. There's somebody else in the house yeah. that's out like of Paul's the frame. Stanley was talking like, to him. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah, <laughs> was he using whole milk? Is he using the ice cubes to turn it into two percent or what? I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see the the. Yeah, I didn't see what it was. But I'll tell you one other thing. I did notice in the photo. <laughs> it looks like he's mixing cereals too, because it looked like he had two different cereals in the bowl with two different boxes. So it does, it looks like he's mixing cereals. So and he's gonna have his cubes. Lucky Charms and Cuckoo Puffs. You know? <laughs> I think Chasing so. the rainbow and Coco Was he yeah. on anything at the time? <laughs> well, it's Gene Simmons. <laughs> According to Gene Simmons, he's never drank or done drugs, but then he, again. He was on Shannon tweet. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like he should say that he was because then that would excuse some of the shit he's done over the years. <laughs> Especially the No one cares if you ever have it. It's you know, like runaway. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, <laughs> you were you sober the entire, the entire time? In your right frame of mind? Hmm. I have, I, I have less you. faith in you yeah, now yeah. as a functioning human being. <laughs> in Gene, we trust no more. No. And in other news, this one hits close to home. 
from Sand Springs, Oklahoma. A man stole a tr- pickup truck with a sleeping passenger and a goat inside it <laughs> and drove all the way from Missouri to Oklahoma, the police said. So, oh, of course it was Missouri. This guy was literally sleeping with a goat. Hey. Cor- There's nothing else to do around I, here I'm besides you goats that. and meth. I'm glad I guess. you hadn't put that in your mouth yet. <laughs> what are you eating over there? We're at the for those who aren't listening, they have have missed it. We are at the Alamo, and the hardest part about coming to the Alamo is uh, figuring out what to order. Uh, I'm eating cashew chicken because Brad was eating some earlier, and it, it smelled good. really good. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. looked good. Okay. It happens a lot. Now I'll tell you the top five good. things that people get here. It's not it's, cashew chicken isn't one of them. It is popular. It's chips and queso, right? Loaded fries. Mm-hmm. Fried pickles, chicken strips, and a pizza of a choice. I've had all of those. I was going to say, I've not had the... What was the first one you said? Chips and queso. Okay, it wasn't that one. The fried Loaded pickles. Fries. Fried, no, I've had the little fries. I've never ordered the, the fried, fried pickles. pickles are the I've ones I haven't had, yeah. <laughs> you stole it from someone? Any movie that is something. all women, fried pickles is the number one sold item. There you go. Uh, aside from wine. <laughs> Especially if it was Knives Out. I guess what I got? Blanc. And fried pickles? Yep. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Back to the story. <laughs> Not Blanc's fried pickle, just fried pickle. I was good. Uh, according to an arrest report, two men in a truck parked outside of an adult video store in Carthage, Missouri. Wow, you were kidding Wednesday when you said morning. close to home, dude. I'm telling. Not only that. Okay, so two guys, in, two guys, and a goat were in a truck. <laughs> they parked, parked the outside an adult video <laughs> store. Wait. One guy goes in, the other guy stays in the truck and falls asleep with the goat. Is this the one that's a long I-44? Yeah, Vegas video. Oh. <laughs> you guys are the name. We're from Neosho. Now, now, you're, have now, now, you, so now, you, now you're picturing the, I know the clientele we're talking about here. That oh. oh was Curtis knowing who this guy was. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, the goat fucker. I remember oh, him. Cody. So the driver went inside the store. The passenger <laughs> fell asleep with the goat. <laughs> when the passenger awoke, a masked man was driving the truck <laughs> and pointing a gun at his head. KOTV reported. <laughs> Did he have a goat mask on? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say it was a black mask. Could have been black. Could have been like you know Black Philip or something. Yeah. Uh, just, the suspect, forty-year-old Brandon Kirby. Anybody know him? Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, okay, well, we'll, we'll tread lightly. I'm gonna look him up. Drove from Missouri <laughs> through Kansas during the 130-mile ordeal. Kirby took methamphetamine, pistol yeah. whipped the victim, and continually threatened him. According to the arrest report, I told you nothing to do around here but go did to he meth. pistol whip? Did he pistol whip him before or after he woke up? <laughs> Maybe that's what woke him up. Yeah, he thought the goat was getting frisky. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he thought the guy was pretending to be asleep. When the goat was nibbling on his ear, he thought it was the guy sleeping, so he pistol whipped him, <laughs> telling him to stop. And he's like, "It's not me, fucker. It's the goat." Most concerning pistol- question: Where is the goat now? <laughs> oh, we'll the get goat? there. <laughs> uh, he was ev- eventually arrested in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, after he let the passenger and the goat out of the truck. And the victim called 911, the <laughs> Oklahoma Highway Patrol said. It's like, get the fuck out and take your goat with you. <laughs> can I have my phone so I can call 911 and get somebody to come pick yes, me and the goat up? I can't imagine the the victim having to explain what he was doing sleeping in a vehicle with a goat. <laughs> I was, I was I sleeping think once they with, said where he's from, they'd be like, okay. <laughs> I was sleeping with a goat outside an adult video store. <laughs> the whole time, the other guy, the driver, the original driver, is still in the adult video store. He doesn't even know. This guy's missing. <laughs> it's like, all right. It's between shoots. Yeah, I guess. Oh, um, let's see. What else we hear? Okay. Kirby, who's from Manford, west of Tulsa, was jailed on suspicion of kidnapping. Oh, I think it was pretty clear he kidnapped him. Uh, pointing a firearm and being a felon in possession of a firearm. Uh-oh. 
The crimes carry a potential $100,000 total penalty. According to the Creek County Sheriff's Office, jail records don't list an attorney who might speak on his behalf. It's going to be awfully hard to find an attorney when you have to explain to yourself, so what'd you do? Well, I, I, I carjacked a pickup with a guy inside that was sleeping with a goat. <laughs> Outside the adult video yeah. store. Yeah. The, well, the Sand Springs Police <laughs> Department said on Facebook, quote, okay, 2020, it only took you four and a half hours to get weird. Let's slow down on the carjacking, goat napping calls for the remainder of the year, end quote. Oh, Lord. There's just so much to unpack in that story. It is the Roaring Twenties Part Two, so it it's is. gotta this get is weird. Something that needs to come out of Florida, but no, it's <laughs> it comes out of close to home. It's, yeah, real yeah. close to home. A little too close so to home. Did you look that guy up? Um, on Facebook, I, I did, but I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it was him or not. Okay. Okay. There wasn't a goat no, in the picture. I didn't look him up. Okay, good. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Can we get the name of the goat fucker? Uh, they didn't have the name of the goat fucker or the guy <laughs> that went in the adult video store and allegedly he allegedly might be fucking. Like it could be. No, <laughs> that's right. profiling, Curtis. Oh, <laughs> my bad. So you do not know that character? No. Okay, good. No. I, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm afraid to you're, learn you're, the identity of the goat. Fucker. You, you, you feel that you may know the goat fucker should the name be disclosed, <laughs> but you're pretty sure you don't know the the carjacker. All right. <laughs> well, let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Stands for Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. All right, this week in pop culture, January 10th, 1949, the 7 inch 45. RPM record was introduced by RCA. The blue-colored vinyl played a promo in English on one side and Spanish on the other. Vinyl, I saw last year, vinyl outsold CDs for the first time and since CDs have been introduced, I guess. So yeah. Vinyl's I mean, I suppose that shouldn't be surprising because... Right, because vinyls haven't been sold and... Yeah, well... Yeah. I don't even know if you can buy CDs anymore, can you? You can. Do they you still, still make can. them? can. It's just online. people usually okay. uh, buy them online, just MP3 format, stuff like right. that. Or they just use music subscription services. I can't remember the last time I bought And it's not really cool CD. to have a CD collection as much as it is a vinyl collection these days. I oh, yeah. still yeah. buy CDs. I, I still prefer CDs because... Although I'm, I'm at the point where it's like... God, I'm running out of room for all this shit. I might oh, as well yeah. just do the digital thing. But. Yeah. And there's something to be said for having physical media. Yeah. If if that digital sub, like that digital service shuts down, you've lost. Yeah. yeah. With movies, right. I always prefer to have a copy. First of all, there's all the special features. You get to write right. the film, all that right. kind of stuff. Like everyone's like, oh, you don't have Disney Plus? I'm like, no, no. I'm like, wait for Disney to put it on DVD. It's a special feature. Trust me, they're going to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They can get another 20 bucks out of you. They'll do it. They'll figure out a way. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. January 10th, 1983. How many were in this room? Raise your hand if you were alive in 1983. Raise your hand, Joey. All right. That's just me. <laughs> Fraggle Rock premiered on Woo. HBO. Now, for those of us who weren't alive then, would you, what is Fraggle Rock? I've heard Fraggle of it. Fraggle Rock is a... It's It, it was produced by the Jim Henson Company, but not mm. by... Jim Henson and his usual gang of Muppeteers. Um, it was. It was actually. I think it was. I think Fraggle Rock was done in Canada. 
while the Muppets were done in England. Either way, it was a Jim Henson Studios production. It was it was another show to try to, you know, the the Muppet Show was was spoofing a variety show. This was actually like a kids show that actually had like story. It it tried to be yeah, it tried to be more storyline driven in each episode. Fraggles were these Muppet type creatures that lived underground. They had, you know, like n- nowadays you couldn't. Nowadays, nowadays you couldn't have that show because they had the doozers, which were basically the slaves. But yeah. <laughs> they're these little short guys that were like, you know, a quarter size of the Fraggles that wore construction hats and stuff. And like they would create, you know, build things, and the Fraggles would come along and destroy. I think even eat the stuff they built. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and then there was like, you know, the garbage royal family, which you know was just a. Trashy garbage, family. trashy. Yeah. yeah, it was like a mother, father, and their son, who was like a overgrown toddler. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was always trying to catch and eat the fraggles. And then they had, like, then then there was like an old man that yeah. had a store with like a, a always dog. opened up with him with a puppet dog. Yeah, with a puppet dog. And then there was like a fraggle that was out traveling the world and writing back on postcards about his trying to describe average normal things that he encountered that were like totally foreign and alien to him. So this sounds hmm. like a kid show for kids that are on drugs. Well, it was yeah, exactly. It was something that yeah, the hippies could sit and watch with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kids would be confused. The parents would be like, oh, whoa. Yeah. No, I think yeah, the kids I think they'd it. both be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just blew my mind. <laughs> Contact high. January 10th, <laughs> 1999. The Sopranos premiered on HBO. That long ago already? Wow. Sit, yeah. I never actually sat and watched all of the Sopranos. I have watched most. I don't. I can't say I've watched all because I'm sure there are episodes I didn't watch because there were times where it wasn't worth watching. Yeah, I watched up to a certain point and I was yeah. like, I'm done. It's a show that I've always kind of been curious about, but it's yeah, good I just first. haven't gotten around to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Which I guess they're doing a prequel movie. That with is the word. James Gandolfini's son playing his character. Oh, is he? I hadn't heard that. Yeah. That's possible, that. yeah. And January 10th is National Oysters Rockefeller Day. Anybody here eat the oysters Rockefeller? Mm-hmm. No. No. Well, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In 1889, in the renowned kitchen of Antoine's, Jules Alciatore developed the recipe for baked oysters on the half shell with sauce and breadcrumbs that would earn the name Oysters Rockefeller, a ditch so rich that Alciatore himself admitted, quote, I know of no other name rich enough for their richness. Damn, it's rich. Uh-huh. While other restaurants serve similar dishes, only historic Antoine's serves the original Oysters Rockefeller. Food Network's Alton Brown even told us on Good Eats that Alciatore took the recipe to his grave Others have tried to determine the finer ingredients without success. Only Antoine's and the Alciatore family have the authentic recipe. Having served over 3,500,000 orders of Oysters Rockefeller and counting, Antoine's recipe has withstood the test of time and garnered the praises of culinary critics. Each order since 1889 has been numbered. Even today's customers will receive their privileged number identifying their place in the history of Oysters Rockefeller. I've never eaten anything that had to be numbered, a limited number, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's a bit odd. I say have either. Number 3,500,007. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's not like it's going to be recreated, so I don't know. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd ever try it. I'm not an oysters. No, you don't like swallowing? 
Mm, no, so. fair enough. I, I, <laughs> 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 An oyster. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Celebrating right. birthdays today, singer Rod Stewart turns 75 years old. Tonight's the night. Didn't he just get like arrested last week? Probably for assault. Yeah, he on and New Year's. His son. Yeah, him and his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember who <laughs> the hell it the was, clink. but they I got. Yeah, they. Who was it? They they had a, they had assaulted, assaulted somebody. I thought it was somebody that was part of their team. Yeah, like, like one, one of, of the roadies, roadies? Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't remember. Boxer George Foreman turns 71 years old. Wow. He's got a bunch of kids. And they're all named <laughs> George Foreman, too. Well, what do you expect? The guy's been punched in his head <laughs> for <laughs> most of his life. I got, I'm, I'm probably going to get ALS or you know, Alzheimer's or something. So let's make this simple. He's like, Every he, one of you fucking kids is going to be named George. <laughs> because that's the only name I can remember exactly. anymore. <laughs> and it's only because it's my own. <laughs> and Active. my grill, my grill's name is George. Exactly. <laughs> I just look at the side of the grill. That's who I'm calling. Well, that one's mine. <laughs> Actor and musician Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords, uh, Legion. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. He turns 46 years old today. Happy birthday to those celebrating. He... He's an actor as well. He's an actor, musician. Yeah, he's Was he in Dinner for Schmucks? I don't know. For some reason, I want to say he was. He may have been. If it's who I think it is, it might be him. That's what I say. He's also in Gentleman Broncos, which is a weird movie. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) All right. That movie made my brain hurt a little bit. (laughs) All right. That's okay. (laughs) You need those every once in a while. So let's talk entertainment and pop culture. It's been a minute since we've all had a chance to sit down together. What did you guys watch? What did you play? What did you read? What did you listen to? What did you do over the break over the last couple months? I know we caught Knives Out. We caught Knives Out. We caught Rise of Skywalker. And I personally have not seen either of those yet. Well, there's only one of those worth catching. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the one they're making a sequel to. Yeah. Uh, We watched... uh, the Watchmen. Who watched? We the did watch the Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, I actually just finished that this week. I finished that and the the Mandalorian both this week. Yeah. I have not started the Mandalorian. You haven't started the Mandalorian. Have, have you finished Watchmen yet? Because yeah. last I heard, you hadn't watched since episode six. Yeah, I know. Okay. <sighs> it Anything? was good. Yeah. What Watchmen? Yeah. 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 It was. But, you know. Yeah. They're not gonna do anymore. So. Yeah, which I'm I'm kind of okay with that, considering how it ended. Yeah. I don't know where you would go next. You would have to tell a completely different story. It would, it would have to be, and yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a Night Owl in a story because he's kind of the one living Watchman. Yeah, he's the who one was well, and he's not in the story at all. Yeah, if you did, and I always thought if you're going to do another Watchman on HBO, a second season, yeah, it would need to be. I think what the uh, the best way to do it would be uh, to take Laurie. The FBI agent Lori Blake mm-hmm. and uh, Mirror Man, Mirror Guy, uh, whatever Looking I forget. Glass. The, uh, yeah, I forget his name. Uh, the actual character's name, Tim Blake Nelson, uh, uh, and have them hunting it. down masks and have Adrian Veidt as kind of a Hannibal Lecter esque, you know, the blacklist <laughs> kind of trying to you know get time taken off his sentence or whatever from behind jail, trying to help them catch. Hmm. Unravel some big conspiracy. I'd watch that. I would watch that, but it would definitely be a far different series from mm-hmm. what we just got. So and I don't know if people would be happy with it since it's not as. You high could have concept. them chasing down the the lubricated guy that slides into the sewer. Right. They, they showed up in one scene. In we one never episode. got an answer for that. I assume that it was Petey. That is, the, but we the never word, saw yeah. him again. So you could have them hunting down lube guy. Lube guy. <laughs> 
The that Adventures of Lube Guy. <laughs> that would be a porn Lube series. <laughs> That uh, people would also tune in for. They would. Anybody catch The Witcher on Netflix? <clears throat> no. no. Did you? I did catch it. Okay. Was uh, it a good catch? Was it a firm catch? It, it was a thing that happened. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I flirted with it, but I, yeah. I haven't I mean, it wasn't it. terrible. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it they didn't made, flirt They back, made some so choices that I don't know that I would have made, but they made them. So. They made a gentle them. caress of its thigh, and it just... Just didn't of do anything. Henry Cavill's. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like it. I didn't hear well. no, so all right, we're going to assume so. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk real quick. Uh, that kind of brings me to something I want to talk about real quick. Um, we've seen, you know, with the plur- proliferation of different streaming services, uh, you know, everybody's got one now, and there are more coming down the pipe. There's this kind of thing where, you know, for a while we had and Netflix still does, the binge method. Um, and then we've started to see a few others like Disney Plus and a few others, um, or even network shows like Watchmen on HBO, still releasing content every week. Mm-hmm. Um, between the two, what do you think? Where, which do you prefer? What do you think is going to happen with that? Because I think I have some thoughts, but I don't know... That they're necessarily the thoughts that a studio or a streaming service would have, but I just kind of want to get your guys' take on what what you prefer and what you think about it. I like the weekly release because it keeps it keeps uh, the anticipation more alive for you mm-hmm. instead of binging it all in one day. Like I saw Altered Carbon the day it came out, I right. watched all of it in one day, and that was it. There was, I mean, it was a great series. It gives you something to look forward to, like. But I had nothing else to look forward to after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like television, I mean, it makes you do that still. You know? Yeah, yeah. And the way I feel on it is like uh, Alter Carbon's a show that I wanted, I want to see. I still haven't watched it yet because it's one of those things where it was released all at once. It wasn't really appointment viewing for right. me. It's just something I added to my Netflix queue that I've yet to get to because I'm getting through all the other shit. Right. And whereas a weekly series, I, I, I actually keep up with it more because I only have to commit 20 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. Um, or I suppose if it's on TV, that would be 30 minutes or right. an hour. Um, like for the whole week to for that one episode. Right. And uh, I do, I do, when it comes to binge watching stuff, I do miss that sort of anticipation Sometimes when you're binge watching something, you can see like an episode that's like a two or three episodes that are really, really good. Yeah. But it's all at once and you don't have that time to really think about it. Yeah. Think yeah. about it afterwards. See where it's and reflect on you know, it. See where it's going to go, like where your mind could be. And it's not where you thought it could be. And you're like, oh, wow. Right. You, you don't have time to uh, yeah. speculate about the future of the series, where yeah. the characters might go, what this thing that happened in this last episode might mean going forward. You're just kind of just taking it in all at once. It's almost too much for one sitting at times. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think what I found is that, like, and we'll use, because we have Netflix and we have other things, like, for example, um, Stranger Things Season 3 dropped over the summer. And it was, I think it came out on the 4th of July. I think that was the gimmick was, hey, it comes out on the 4th of July. So by like the 6th, 7th, 8th of July, everybody had seen the entire season. And I didn't think it was the strongest season of the three. Other people thought it was the best season of the three. I've, but by July 10th, 11th, 12th, nobody was talking about it anymore because no. they'd all seen it. and They, they could have the whole month done. Out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas, moved on whereas with thing. Watchmen, you, you have an episode released Sunday night. 
Monday, the internet is talking about Watchmen. People are talking, you're, you're chatting back and forth with, what do you think this is about? Or The Mandalorian. If that had all dropped on the day that it released, first of all, a lot of people wouldn't have seen it because they had login issues on day one. But right. at the same time, you know, by having a new episode each week... Maybe Yoda wouldn't have lasted as long. You were talking about it for whatever that was, six, eight weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Watchmen, you were talking about for eight, nine, ten weeks. And not only that, like, even... It's better uh, marketing, for sure. With Reznor's score, he released three different vinyl editions of it. Yeah. For three episodes. Yeah, yeah, every three episodes. and And another thing with the weekly format is if you're not right on the dot like everyone else is, and you don't watch it like that the moment that first episode It's all spoiled by day two, yeah. Like... You still have a few weeks to get caught up before the rest of the series has aired. Yeah. And you can still be part of that kind of conclusion. Uh, yeah, the yeah, that conclusion and it. that conversation yeah. and stuff. Whereas if you don't catch something when it drops all at once, like the whole season all at once, if you don't watch it within that first weekend and you come to it like a week and a half later when you have time, well, nobody no wants to talk about, about it anymore. Yeah. They, they're like, yeah, that was, that was last week. Um, okay. Well, I just wanted to kind of see what you guys thought. I think we're all of a, the same mind that. You know, Don't fix what we, isn't broken. We we grew up with the weekly format, and there are some right. shows that it works really well for to have that week to stop and talk about and think about because, yeah, you get that, what is that? And yeah. you start talking to other people, and they're asking that same question. Then then you get the online speculation, kind of the fan theories, well, it could be tied to this, or, well, if you remember in this one scene, they had this picture on the wall, and you know that's what they're kind of, re- whereas if you binge it all at once, it's like, I wonder what that was. Blur. Click. Go to the next episode. Okay, that's what it was. Click, go to the next episode. You know, it's just, it's kind of, you, you don't have that engagement with the no. show, I don't think. That it, takes, you have. it takes it away, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, let us know what you think about what you watch, what you play, what you read, what you listen to, where you've been, what you've been up to. Leave a recorded message with your one-minute review of whatever it is that you are wanting to talk about on our hotline at 417-986-7842. That's 417-986-7842. We would love to include your one-minute review in a future episode. And we will time it at one minute. We will cut it off, whatever you're saying. So hopefully you're not saying, like, Dickens at one minute because we will cut it off at one minute. That was This is a random thought. That was a joke I saw in an episode of Frasier once where he got cut off in the mid-sentence because he was going off on the yeah. producers of the show and they cut him off before he had a chance to finish his rant. And then they... He after he finished ranting, he was told that he got cut off. It's like, all right, well, play back what it did, um, did make it. And he was like in the middle of saying, "I'm not a man who's going to sit by and do this." Yeah, it all, all was, was I'm, I'm not, not a man. A man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so keep it the one minute, folks. We are on the clock when you call and leave it. But that can be fun. So yeah, definitely. We want to include your comments. We want to know what you think about what you see and what you play and what you read and what you what you do. So. Call and leave a recorded message on the hotline. Make it a minute, because we're cutting it off at one minute. All this month, we are taking a look back at the best in entertainment and pop culture from the past decade. I know the other podcasts that you listen to, whatever they are, I don't even know what you listen to, but I know the other podcasts you listen to did this in December, but we were on a break. So now we're going to do it in January to kick off the new year. We're going to put the last decade to bed. So... The 2010s in review this week. We're going to start by looking back at our favorite movies from the past decade. 
And I know the other podcasts you listen to, without knowing what they are, the way they did it was they sat around and they said, this is my top five. And maybe they went, your top five, your top, your, your number five, your number five, your number five, your number four, your number four, your number four. Or somebody just said, here's my five. And the next guy said, well, here's my five. We're not going to do it that way. What we are going to do is we're going to play a little game called Four Takes and a Give. You're going to take four movies and you're going to give one movie. The four of us sitting here, we're going to break out the dice. We're going to roll to see who goes first. When it's your turn to pick, you will decide to either take a movie to put on your list of your favorite movies of the past 10 years, or you will have an opportunity to give one movie to one other person to fuck up their list. <laughs> and then at the end of this, we are going to let you, the listener, vote on who had the best lineup of five movies, four that they picked, and one that got handed to them. And then we'll crown a winner next week. So, Dicer, coming out here. We are going to roll high number. will be the one that goes first. Low number will go last. If there's a tie, you will just roll to break that tie. I'm struggling to get the dice the out with one hand. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. a drink in the way. And <laughs> let's see, here's a one for you. Okay, I've got one. So you, each of you two, grab one. We'll roll them on the count of three. We'll figure out who's going first. Okay. What if it's a tie? Roll, re-roll. We'll, we'll re-roll okay. just the tie. So ready, one, two, three. Roll them out. I got a six. I got a five. Six. I got a four. Okay, so. We're going to go one, two. We'll just figure out who's going first. You'll go third. You'll go fourth. Okay. We're going to do it serpentine style. So one will pick first, and then one will pick last in the even numbered rounds. You and I rolling for the number one spot. I got a six again. Six. So did you. Wow. Son of a bitch. Those are my two loaded let's, die. Let's make this three. All right. I got a six again. Fuck. Three. Uh, all, right, all right. I got first pick. So <laughs> I, I go think, first. I think you're the devil. First, I got first. <laughs> Curtis goes second. Cooper's going to go third, and Brad is going to go fourth. As I am loading up the uh, spreadsheet here. Is I it suspicious that the guy who brought the dice got now. six on all three rolls? And the fact that Curtis <laughs> the dice that fell on the floor. Yeah. yeah. No, my, yeah, well, yeah, it was the one that yeah. fell on the floor, wasn't it? You're right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to win this anyway, I'm sure. All right, so here we go. We have got me and then Curtis and then Cooper and Brad. Is that the way we set yeah, it up? Yeah, so. Okay. Give sure. me just a second. As you guys are, I'm going to give you guys just a second to take a look. Uh, anything that is popping out that you're thinking about as far as, I mean, it's, we were looking back through. I, I kind of had to go back to 2010 and reorient myself yeah. to kind of remember what 2010 was and what's come out since then and what was actually before then. And um, It's kind of odd. So, all right, we are set to go here, it looks like. I have got the first pick. And I'm going to pull up the short list that I put together. All right. And again, these are just our favorite films from the past 10 years. Not necessarily, you know, the best. I don't even know how you quantify that. Maybe by awards. but So it's not necessarily the five or the four films that are going to win the awards. But these are the four that are our favorites. And I, with the first pick, am going to take a film. And the film that I am going to take is... Logan, the okay. end of the Hugh Jackman run as Wolverine, Patrick Stewart coming back, playing feeble old Professor X, James Mangold <laughs> directing uh, probably the best X-Men or X-Men adjacent film um, that we've gotten, I would say. Right. So. Yeah. That, that, that's a good pick. All right. So Curtis, with the number two pick, you can either take a movie to, for yourself to put on yours, or you can give one to somebody, and again... 
I will warn you all, I've got the best one to give, so don't piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick for myself uh-huh. Ex Machina. I Ooh. honestly expected you to do that one first. Yeah, let's all say something we don't know what we're talking about. That's yeah. great. <laughs> tell us a little bit about. Tell us a little bit about Ex Machina. Ex Machina was. Uh, it's the one with Alicia Vikander. Vikander, uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac, yep, and then uh, Donald, Donald Gleason. Gleason. This is not Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Alicia Vikander's not been in Star Wars. I yeah. wasn't sure what the hell to expect. I just remember the trailer and I thought it looked interesting, so I watched it and it was, it was just. I don't want to say mind blowing, but it was just it was just a very good movie, very well put together movie, mm. and a lot of like twist towards the end that's just like oh 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 they're sex robots uh, oh oh shit she's she's manipulating Are you making those noises yeah oh 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 jeez no 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 a little bit to the right a little to the right. <laughs> it's like this guy there. it's not that kind of movie i don't remember i mean, <laughs> I mean sounds like you found out in the best way possible <laughs> yeah, that they were sex robots oscar isaac sort of portrayed as like the antagonist because of her right. manipulation yeah, he's kind of creepy making them sex robots, but he was right. It, the he he was right the whole time. Right, you can't trust her at all. And I, I just it was a good movie. Alex Garland makes good movies. He does. That's a good call. All right, so we've got Logan and Ex Machina off the board again. Once these movies have been picked, nobody else can take them as well. So that's a little extra incentive maybe to to grab what you want early. Cooper comes right. to you for your first. I'm going to take one for myself. Taking one for the team. And it's because. As a big horror fan, this one actually stopped me and made me scared, and everything was hereditary. Hereditary? Mm. Yeah. Very good. I saw that here, and I was just like, this movie's actually scaring me. Like, I want to look through the fingers, cracks of my fingers. And usually I can sit there and watch everything and be like, yeah, well, you know. Ari Aster has uh, certainly carved out his niche in Hollywood with that creepy unsettling stylized that weird cool stuff like yeah. I always like Wicker Man like the original Wicker Man not, not the Cage. Nick Cage no <laughs> well, not the Nick <laughs> forget that's a not thing the yeah. <laughs> yeah. not the bees not the bees alright so oh. Logan X Machina and Hereditary off the board Brad you're gonna get two picks in a row oh nice you're gonna pick fourth in the first round and first in the second round so I don't know if that changes your strategy I don't know if you give one take one if you Take two. It's totally your choice. I might take two, and I'm going to take an Alex Garland movie. I'm going to take Annihilation. Annihilation. I, it's just a movie. I really enjoyed that guys one. Are a married couple. Oh, I knew you were going to pick that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know we're siblings, right? <laughs> <laughs> and married, married couple, siblings. It's the same we thing. We saw this movie together. It is Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Did you guys lose a goat over the weekend? I'm just asking. I don't know. <laughs> No, it was anyway. cheap, all right? Oh, okay. My, oh, my fault. I have to say, just Annihilation was one of those movies that were, it's unsettling in one of the, like, the best way possible. Right. Um, it's not, you know, like some horror films where it's just cheap jump scares. Right. Um, and this is not necessarily a horror film. It's definitely a sci-fi film, but with horror elements. And I just have to say that bear scene when they're... <laughs> pretty epic. Yeah. That... Yeah. With the, the the skull being revealed and the human voice screaming for help, that was just, oh, that was unsettling. It was. Very good. So Annihilation comes off the board. First pick in the second round, you can either give or take your choice. 
Uh, I might do another sci-fi movie. I might take Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I had considered that, that, but I actually didn't put it on my list. So, yeah. I'm one of the few people, I feel like, in modern society who still likes the original Blade Runner. Which I pers- version? <laughs> well, I the final cut. I suppose not the yeah. ori- like theatrical cut with that god-awful voiceover, uh, voiceover that right. Harrison Ford it says he tried to, to tank. But... but um, but yeah, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine came out, and I almost feel like it's superior to the original. Obviously, the original is uh, groundbreaking in terms of its visual effects and all that. But as a film and a narrative, I feel like Blade Runner twenty forty nine was far more interesting. And uh, Denis Villeneuve's direction on it was um, took what the original did and then put it in a modern era that still looked incredibly. Um, you know, groundbreaking, breathtaking. Yeah. Can't wait to see what he does with Dune. Yeah. I'm one be, of the few people I think that are excited about I'm it. I'm excited about it. Okay, we'll now reading the book, you know, and I'm Just like, getting caught back up. Yeah. Because I hosted the one from the 80s. <laughs> the original? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. David Lynch. Yeah, the David yeah. Lynch. The acid trip film, yeah. Oh, the spice. The spice. <laughs> spice. All right, so Cooper comes back to you. You can oh. take one or you can give one away. Um... I think I'll I'll take okay, um, and it's uh, usually I'm not big on on dramas and like especially like historical ones just because usually they're fluffed. But one I really enjoyed was Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. I know there was some gonna... fluffing and changing of the story. It oh, was Hollywood. A lot of fluffing, but, but you yeah. know, yeah. it was a very good story. <laughs> oh, in the movie? Oh, you mean in the plot, or do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, well, you you can take that however you want. That's fine. On the I, set, I, I think that's another thing. Take it however you want. <laughs> But I, I found it as a very enjoyable film. Uh, I, I liked it better I, than Rocket I Man it for myself, sure. I was gonna yeah. say, have you have you seen Rocket Man? Yeah, yeah. Rocket Man was good, but it's it it's wasn't different. what people thought it was gonna be. I yeah. think. And, yeah. yeah, coming that hot off the heels of Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, people were. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, so Curtis comes to you for your second pick. You can take one for yourself, or you can give one to somebody else. I'm going to take. This is one that came out. About a year ago, and I've seen hmm. some of his other About movies. About a year ago, so I'm trying to think. Okay, go ahead. Keep I, talking. I've seen some of his other movies. I'm and pretty sure I, give or I take. already know what it is. Yeah, you do. Of course, um, so does the goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the sheep. It's the sheep. Yeah, sorry, sheep. Yeah. Uh, it's called The House That Jack Built. Yeah, okay. Oh, so wow. I didn't know what it What'd was. What did you okay. think it was? I thought you were going to say something like Mandy or something like that. No. no the <laughs> He's house saving that. that yeah. The House That Jack Built was kind of a pleasant surprise for me because. Oh God! What's his name? The filmmaker uh, did a *Nymphomaniac* and a right. Oh, uh, Lars, Trier. Lars von Trier. He yeah. he makes very weird, serious, interesting movies. And but this was like the first one that I had seen where I was like, oh, I'm laughing through this movie, and this guy is a horrible serial killer. Right. And I it it, look, and it you looked related. great. Yeah, I related. Sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. I related to this, but that no, was it was just it, it was an entertaining. Kind kind of a ride, I guess. <laughs> Very good. So the house that Jack built that brings it to me for my last pick in the second round, and I've got two in a row this time. For my first pick, I'm going to take, and I'm going to take probably what I think was maybe the best pure action film of the decade. Damn it! I'm taking off the board, so you can't have it, Brad. Uh, Mad Max Fury Damn Road. It. That was one. Of, that was my. Yeah, you should have took it earlier, fellas. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> all right. It's, it's all on right. my list. Uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that film. It, I, you can't. I can't think of a single flaw in it. I mean, 
It's very simple. It doesn't try to be anything more than it is. It's a chase from point A right. to point B that, and back to point A. And it, it sustains that chase throughout the length of the entire George movie. George Miller proved that he can make a movie better than half the people in Hollywood. <laughs> and <laughs> with such a simple plot. It's, it's, it doesn't need it's to be complicated. It's the type of plot no. that my brother and I would recreate with G.I. Joe's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's what it felt like. It felt like a movie that yeah, that when has been we were played kids, out in the sandbox. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, when we leave here, we're going to go home and play it out. Yeah, when we go home, we're going to reenact it. With anyway. <laughs> and with live fireworks. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah. how we would play. We, we would recreate Saving Private Ryan in the sandbox. Oh, yeah. I would. I don't know about you, but... but anyway. I lost many a, a, a kung fu grip thumb <laughs> to the sandbox and fireworks. <laughs> Poor G.I. Joe's. All right, so I've got to go with a back-to-back pick, and I'm trying to... Now it gets tough, because those are my top two, mm-hmm. and there's a whole lot in that next level of, of you know what I could pick. I think, though, for this one, I'm going to take, so y'all can breathe a sigh of relief. I think this might be... There are very few films that are just... And I hate to use the word perfect because you can always find something wrong with a movie if you really want to. But there are a few films that are just damn near perfect. Uh, and so, and I think this was one of the few films that I have seen that I thought was just, that was just damn near perfect in the way it's executed from point A to point B, from the time the movie starts to the time the movie ends. I am going to select with my first pick of the third round Train to Busan. I didn't see that one. If you've not seen Train to Busan, you need to watch it. It is a zombie flick. In It's a Korean film. I love Korean I've films. heard of it. It's a zombie movie. A zombie apocalypse is breaking out, and these people are stuck on a train as all hell's breaking loose around them. Um, everything, I mean, it, it plays like the best video game that you've ever played. It's mm. It's clear, like... You know, we're going on this main quest. Here are the side quests. Here are the boss battles. Um, but then at the end, because it, it, it's it's a horror film, but it's not. It's horrific, but it's not scary. Um, it's action, but it's not you know over the top. Um, and then at the end, they jerk the rug out from under you, and by the time it's over, you're like ugly snot coming out. You're like, oh, I'm not crying. It's it's. <laughs> My eyes are sweating, you know. It's, uh, it's. I mean, it hits you. Little things they planted throughout that you didn't pay that much attention to, are the checkoff guns that get shot at the very end, and it's just, it's a damn near perfect film. So I'm going with Train to Busan at number three. Coming back to Curtis for your third pick, you can take one, or you can be the one that breaks the ice to give one away. Your I'm choice. Gonna, I'm going to take one. Okay, I'm going to take one kind of interesting because my next pick is also a Korean film. Okay. Made in uh, 2010 at the beginning of the decade. I think I know what it is, but go ahead. I think I do too. I Saw the Devil. Yep. Mm -hmm. I Saw the Devil is probably one of the my favorite revenge stories Mm -hmm. because it it doesn't hold back and it's highly stylized. Right. And it's just gut-wretching and brutal. it's by young hun lee right yeah. he's the main character in that yeah. or one of the two main characters and uh i can't remember the other guy's name but he's from old boy right right yeah yeah and it, it you saw it i think yeah i yeah. really enjoyed this movie it was a very good movie it's 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 not horror it's not quite action but it's got all those elements right and uh, what's his i don't remember the director's name i think he's the one that uh 
Is he the one that did Parasite or, or is that no, Bong Joon-ho? No, that's, that's Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, that's okay. Bong Joon-ho. Uh, he, whoever the director is, I can't remember his name because he's done other things. His style is like, I, I love that style. I don't know how to describe it. It's right. just really good. But yeah, I saw the devil. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Absolutely. There's a few here that folks may not have picked up on the first time they're out. So there's there's a few that uh, folks can add to their watch list here. Cooper comes back to you for your third pick. You can take one, or you can be the one that breaks the ice to give one away. I'm not going to give one away. Okay, not yet. I don't want to be that guy. Yet. All right. But I do have a, a Korean film. Okay. Uh, as well. You don't have to. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, it's actually third mine, round. Mine we're only on picking the... Korean films. No, no. It's uh, actually it, it made me. It reminded me of a film that I really enjoyed. I just happened to get it by chance. Uh, and it's very interesting. Uh, it says it's a fantasy mystery film. It's called Tag. Uh, it's basically a woman who's adrift and is put into alternate realities. And it is very confusing, but it is shot very well and very artistic and very bloody. But I really couldn't tell you what it's about other than that little description. <laughs> but what was the name of it? Tag. Tag. Okay. okay. There's, there's American you films. You said yeah, yeah, this, is not, a, this is not the with film Jeremy with Jeremy Renner. No, no. You specify it's Korean. John, I, I, I was I like, oh, here's this terrible movie. I've and I'm seen like, no. the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I just happened to see it, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll see what this is like. You know, And I got it, and I was like, well, that was a hell of a ride. I got to see this. She's it's good. She's a Gatlin gun. Yeah, it's nuts. It changes from different realities. It's crazy. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely check it out. Absolutely. Cool. So tag without white guys yes. is the number three <laughs> pick for women. Cooper. Yes. Brad, you're going to get two in a row. You can again. You can take Ooh. two. You can take one. Give one. Nobody's given one yet. You could be the one that breaks the ice, or you could just take. I two feel like that's going to be our last round. It's just could be just yeah. us hurling shitty movies. Everybody could, could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I need to bring down a peg? <laughs> um. Well, I get to pick two in a row here. I'm going to go with Hell or High Water. Okay. As my number three pick. Hell or High Water. Which just came out, what was that? Uh, two years ago, maybe? Not, was it that long? Maybe a year. Uh, it's, was... it's been longer than that, because okay. the, the guy who did it did Wind River since then, and a TV show since then. Okay. Um, or the guy who wrote it, I should say. It's written by Taylor Sheridan, who also wrote Sicario. Right. Um, and its sequel, I think. That was I haven't actually seen the sequel yet. Did you destroy that plate over there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. But uh, most people, when they think of modern-day Westerns, it's like typically that category is just all you know movies that take place in the Old West right. but made today. This movie is a movie that takes place today and is still a modern Western about two brothers going around robbing banks um, and the lawmen who are trying to stop them. And takes place in West Texas. And so, like, with all your gun-loving residents who form the town posses going yeah. after the bank robbers, this is 100% a modern-day Western. And I I just love that they, they made a Western that took place in modern day and that it felt... Um, authentic. Authentic, yeah. yes. I agree. Very cool. So Hell or High Water was your final pick in the third round. You also have the first pick in the fourth round. I would. It's not the last round. There will be a round that may be just, like you said, maybe our that may be the give round. But um, you have you have two picks left. You have one now, and then you'll have one to to wrap up the entire thing. So you can take for yourself, or you can give one away. Mm, I'm gonna take for myself. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, Curtis. It's fine. I'm just. I'm torn on what to yeah. pick here because there's so many that I did That's why, enjoy. Yeah, after you get past the first couple, it's like, well, now where do I go? There's so many here. 
Because I've got a list here of like 20 movies on it. And yeah. <laughs> damn it, these were good movies. Um, when you guys were going around picking your Korean films, I was sitting here thinking, well, I'm not going to have a Korean film, but the next film I'm doing... Is a Korean film. It's a Korean and director mad because with a, a, a mostly American cast with a few Korean actors. It'd be Snowpiercer. Is that? Was I was going to say, was that from this decade? That, I can't remember. That was from the one this decade. That's the guy that did Parasite. Right, yeah, that's yeah. Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. yeah, The guy you were talking about is the guy who did The Good, Bad, and the Weird. The Good, Bad, and the Weird. Yeah. That's another good one. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah. But, but yeah, Snowpiercer is, takes place in the future on a train. Does it take place in the future? Well... <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> give, give, give it a couple months. It'll be. <laughs> but uh, it's not the most plausible future, I don't think. I, and, I don't know. I, I feel like, at least around here, I haven't seen a, a good snowfall in a long time. Yeah, so seeing a movie where it's like the entire world's been in, in an ice age and people, the surviving. Uh, population lives on a train that never stops moving. That's also a little bit yeah. We do love our trains, don't we? Oh yeah, our coal. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> clean. But I don't know. It's just a very gritty action movie. Very um, confined action scenes because it's all on a train. You can't really. There's not a whole lot of open space, and it's just. I don't know, just following this group of people as they're trying to make it from the tail end of the section up to the front of the sec- uh, uh, tail section of the train all the way to the front of the train so that they can be in control. Because being back at the end, like, sucks for them. Yeah. They're the lowest class. They're all the stowaways at the end of the world. Yeah. Very cool. And Did you know that's the unofficial sequel to uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. <laughs> People that. have said that about Ed Harris's character. Yes, he was uh, I, Charlie I Buck. I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, no, it's true. You just, I mean, just don't, you know, you trust the internet. The internet won't lead you wrong. If the internet says it's the uh, sequel to, Char- uh, to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, then clearly it must be. And and if I, unless I'm confusing this with something else isn't the aren't they making a tv adaptation yes. of that yeah with one of the Tur- well? one of the turner networks was supposed <laughs> to be doing that um and that's been in the works for a while i don't <laughs> know if i come to fruition yet. i don't know if i could see that on one of the turner networks they're yeah it's a on a bit, tnt TBA, they're a bit pg-13 like for yeah. That product. Oh, yeah it'll be that's what it'll be i'm sure so it's unfortunate yeah all right coop you've got a pick coming up you can take one for yourself or you can give one away uh i'm gonna uh, take one here. Okay. Um, Saving I, it for the last round. I yeah, guess we are. We're just going to nuke each other. Um, <laughs> is uh, I want to do, um, back to just American horror, is uh, is Sinister. Okay. I really like that film. It was for a standalone horror film that wasn't coming from anything else, that hadn't been done before. It was, it was more of a, uh, I guess, an environmental scary and not really like a... Hmm. You know, it wasn't a monster. It wasn't it a wasn't creature. A, it wasn't a yeah, killer. It wasn't a, a stalker. Killer. It, it was, was just. It was all the environment and right. just being subjected Atmosphere. to something. Yeah, and I guess in an era of everyone subjected to films and stuff like that, it was just pretty. You know, I thought it was pretty good. Absolutely. What was it again? What was Sinister? Sinister. 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 Okay. All right. So Curtis, you have a choice to make. You can take one for yourself. You can give one away. Uh, I'm going to take one for myself. Taking another one. All yeah, right. What are we going to go with? 
Oh, man, it's so hard. Hold on. It is hard. <laughs> yeah. As I, much I'm, as I want to say Mandy, it's not going to be Mandy. <laughs> I feel like people are just waiting for me Because somebody might that. give you Mandy, too. <laughs> that's the other option. <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Like, I, I won't give him that because I, I mean, know the he'll one love I'm, it. The one I'm going to pick, people are going to roll my roll their eyes. That's all right. This is They're your favorite. Your this eyes. isn't the best. This is your favorite. Yeah. yeah. Neon Demon. Neon Demon. I liked the Neon Demon I, I did not know what the hell to expect when I watched it. I just I remember the trailer and it looked weird, so I watched it. And then twenty minutes spoilers before the movie ends, main character gets killed. Not only gets killed, gets eaten. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Why did these <laughs> models just kill this other? Right, model? Right, it's a movie like, about supermodels. Right, <laughs> yeah, they're supermodels, and they, they. I don't know. I guess it's like a coven of witches at the end, and it, you know they had like all these. Flashy colors. I think um, Nicholas Winding Refn is his name, uh-huh. the filmmaker. Yeah. I think this is a better movie than Drive, and I know some people are going to say that that's blasphemy. <laughs> but it just was a crazy movie, and how it ended was, I you know, if if I only had my own way to make movies, I would totally make weird movies like that and Absolutely. have the balls to end it the way <laughs> that one kind of ended. And then this is where he and I differ as siblings. He forced me to watch that movie and I did not enjoy it very much. And then the next time he's like, oh, I got another movie we should watch. And it was Mandy and I still haven't watched that movie because I flat out refused. <laughs> like, I don't trust you. Like, no good. No, I don't trust you. I mean, that... <laughs> Neon Demon has everything. It's got models. It's got blood. It's got gore. It's <laughs> got necrophilia. Yeah. It's got vomiting up eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how All do you right. not this? <laughs> Fair enough. So <laughs> Neon Demon is your number four pick. I've got my last two picks in a row. And this is going to be hard. The give is going to be really simple because I found the ultimate give. Mm. The take is going to be the tough one because I feel like there's so much good stuff left. And I could go really fairly, I wouldn't say obscure, but I could go off the beaten path, or I could take kind of the slam dunk. Or I, You know, it's tough here looking at the rest of these. I think, though, I am going to take – God, it's tough here. Let's see. I've got Logan, Fury Road, Train to Busan. I feel like I need to go counter to that or away from that a little bit. A little bit more variety. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I can appeal to more voters, maybe. Can you throw a rom-com in there? No, not so much that. <laughs> I think Crazy the... Rich Asians. <laughs> and we've got a lot of horror representing, so I want to maybe stay away from that. So I think I will go to... The, and this is not a... Uh, not necessarily the best movie of the decade. Not even necessarily my favorite, because like I said, there's a lot on lot of lot of meat here left. But with the my next take pick, I think I'm going to take a film that reinvigorated a franchise that should nobody would have thought to reinvigorate because it was dead and gone and buried, and it's become a joke when they've attempted to do something with it. Um, but this film was so well made that it not only reinvigorated the franchise, it even spawned its own sequel, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. I'm going to p- take Creed as my last take. Oh, yes. I did actually enjoy Creed. Creed's a good film. And like they had run those Rocky movies into the ground, yeah. and then they came out with Creed, and it's like, oh, it's actually pretty good. I didn't see Creed 2, though, because it seemed like it was kind of backpedaling a little bit. It, it was. Like, it oh, was to bring um, back... Uh, Dolph Lundgren. It's like it's not necessarily one I wanted to see, but yeah, uh, Cheo <laughs> Coker, who 
wrote and directed the first one was not the writer and director of Creed 2, and you can tell there is a dip. Um, but Creed 2 in itself wasn't terrible, but cr- the fact that they were able to take this crusty old franchise that wasn't relevant anymore because nobody cares about boxing anymore. It's all moved mm-hmm. to MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, Sylvester Stallone's kind of become a parody of himself. Um, yeah. Kind of. To, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to take that and embrace Bruce. that that franchise and recast it and, you know, set it with a different generation and kind of move Stallone into a different role. I mean, it, it did everything it was set out to do. So I am going with Creed as my last take, which means can I've got to get, can I comment on Creed real quick? Yeah, There's another plus for that movie. I recently rewatched the first Rocky movie uh-huh. um, over the break. And I just have to say, when I was watching the first Rocky movie, which is which was nominated for Best Picture that year and all that, yeah, like it's a it's a good movie. But uh, the final fight in Creed, you're in it way more than you are in that final fight in, in Rocky. Rocky. I agree with that too. Yeah, um, it's way more compelling. You're just in it with the characters more. Um, I did really enjoy Creed. That is a good pick. I'm glad that you said that, um, but that's not going to save you. Are oh, you giving me the shit <laughs> from from receiving <laughs> from receiving the ultimate uh, gift here? So everybody has you taken. You must really think I got a good list here. Everybody has taken. <laughs> nobody has given yet. So I've got to be the asshole that breaks the ice here with the gives. And so yeah, I looking through Brad's list: Annihilation, Blade Runner, twenty forty nine, Hell or High Water, Snowpiercer. If nothing else, I think most people have heard of the films on your list. I think there are some that people haven't heard, so that right. might keep I, I them from voting. I kind of did that intentionally, because yeah, the movies kind of that were less too. known, it's like, eh, no one's going to vote for those. Well, here's one that people are going to know um, that they're probably not going to vote for. So you... It's probably a list I've got on my shit list to give you guys. Brad, I am saddling you. I'm giving you... Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. <laughs> oh, I did not think of that. <laughs> the documentary slash concert film Woo! from Canadian's favorite son, one Justin Bieber. Ow. You got it hot. You are welcome. <laughs> All right, top of that, Curtis, you get to give one. You cannot give to Brad because Brad has received already. Okay. So you have yeah, to give I've to got either. My shit movie. You have <laughs> to either give to me or to Cooper. Give it to uh, me. It's okay, Brad. I got your back. He's asking you to give it to him. Nah, I'm going to give it to Joey. All right. Uh, Damn it. I wanted my revenge. I don't know if I can uh, rise to that, but I want to at least have a chance. I'll I'll, I'll get you. I got your back. Joey, your movie is One Direction, This Is Us. There you go. (laughs) All right. You know what? These bad boy bands. I I will take that over Justin Bieber (laughs) any day. I kind of would, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I don't think you did it. I'm all right with this here. You did not avenge me. (laughs) I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you're going to come back with something that's going to beat Justin Bieber, never say never. All right, so, so Cooper, you then now have to give to Curtis because okay. you can't give to yourself. I'm going to give myself Citizen Kane. No. no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You have to give to to uh, Curtis. Okay. Curtis, I guess I'm going to have to give you the movie that killed one of Disney's studio productions, Mars Needs Moms. Mars? I'll take it. Oh, that's yeah. not that's not. A I forgot thing. that existed. Yeah, it's when it's you watch it again, though, it's it, very haunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's very. Well, I didn't say it was good. I just said it's <laughs> it's not terrible. It's like a hell of a pick, you know. Neon Demon and Mars needs Mars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, and if people are looking at this poll before they listen to the show, 
Yeah, they're going to wonder exactly what happened here. Yeah. So that's all right. <laughs> like, I was with this guy until. All right. So that leaves Brad to give to Cooper. Cooper, you are receiving yeah. the following. Which one of these pieces of shit should I keep? <laughs> should I he's, he's consulting. He's, call, he's phoning a friend using his life. Is that able? Yeah, he's, he's a lawyer. Using his, using his lifeline. If you, risk, <laughs> if you risk that one, people might actually like that one. <laughs> okay. So, what about the <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, this, I, is a, I, this is a I, big People love here. to hate everything. You yeah. liked what? I don't believe in. You okay. liked one of my shit picks? The first one, not the second one. I love it. Maybe that. I actually had that on my list. I probably never heard of it. That yet. top one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper, here we go. The, all oh, the deliberation. Yeah, I know. Here it comes. This better be good. This better hurt. Uh, yeah, and, and watch maybe. it be something like, you know, it innocuous. Be, well, like, okay, well, well, Cooper, fine. I guess you're getting Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. Oh, I love to make fun of that movie. <laughs> Jack and Jill. <laughs> I was just making fun of it the other day. I was like, why isn't that an uncut gems? <laughs> with, <laughs> with Adam Sandler. Very good. Jack like and my Jill. other options. I mean, that's were, a good one. That's a my very other good options film. were Cats, A Haunted House Two, Big Mamas, like father and like son. Is that a twenty? Big yeah, Mamas. Teams? That was like the the that third. Was the, that was that. the attempt to reboot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, uh, I'm with you. Okay. I think uh, that one went Gotti. Um, I didn't actually have that on this list, but <laughs> that was fanatic. one I had in my head. Nobody got Ooh, that one. Yeah, that, that did technically Pandemic, come out. Shock last and year. Terror and Fifty Shades Freed were the other two. Nobody did Cats. What about Fifty Shades of Black? Cats. Yeah, that one. Nobody did the Last Airbender. Yeah, that was a possibility. Nobody, the human centipede. Yeah, yeah, human centipede three. Uh, Electric. Some people are into that. That's why I didn't put it on. <laughs> yeah, <there. laughs> like, it makes it sense <laughs> to put that on a shit list. Yeah, but, uh, nobody, <laughs> got, nobody got McGruber. Uh, people like that movie. No yeah, one got the emoji movie. Follow. Nobody got the emoji movie. Nobody got Happy Time Murders. Oh fuck! It. That would have oh. did it. Uh, nobody, and I know you know. No one got Widows. That was a terrible movie. Yeah. Nobody nobody Mike, got Jonah Hex, Justice League, or Suicide Squad. There's that Michael mm. Fassbender movie, The Snowman, that was supposed to be a thriller the that apparently didn't get finished filming, but they the guy they had, had just released it, it anyway. and people hated it. Nice. Uh, those, those are the shitty ones we didn't talk about. What else was on your uh, favorites list that we didn't talk about? I, I've got a few, but uh, um, interesting. Yeah. I'm sure there's crossovers. I really there. liked uh, the live action movie, sort of. Of Alita. Alita Battle, Battle Angel? Angel? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was an enjoyable one. It did a lot better than I thought it was going to. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I had Whiplash. Mm, Whiplash inside, is a good one. Inside Lewin Davis. That one was on mine. Both of those were on mine. Mandy, The Social Network, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And the other ones were already said, like Mad Max, and right. Annihilation, and Snowpiercer. Yeah. I saw Whiplash at a free screening in Philadelphia with a friend of mine. And after we were done watching that movie, like the guy I was there with, like he's like, dude, that was like what every sports movie ever has tried to do. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with that. Oh yeah, no, Whiplash like, is a that fantastic was film. Really well done. Um, I had, nice. I had a lot of what he had on his list. Um, Zero Dark Thirty was one from the beginning of the decade mm-hmm. that I didn't, I wasn't overly familiar with Jessica Chastain, but the moment I saw that movie, is like, I'm gonna like you no matter what because you were amazing in this movie. Um, let's see. I kind of liked Sicario and Wind River, with mm-hmm. other Taylor Sheridan movies. Um, Lincoln was a good one. Edge of Tomorrow, which right. was a Tom Cruise movie, yeah, and yeah. I don't really like Tom Cruise, but I liked that it's movie. It's gotten a lot more play on cable in the last yeah. few years, yeah. and I think people have come to appreciate that movie more now than they certainly ever did when it was in theaters. And then there's 
you know, movies like Inception, Interstellar, Grand Budapest Hotel, Black Can- uh, Klansman was a movie from a couple years ago that oh, I really yeah, enjoyed. Black Klansman was great. I Death of that. Stalin was really Death good. Death of Stalin, yeah, I love that one too. Uh, I'm going to say The Gray here because I think that's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> that's the one with Liam Neeson? Yes, I yeah. really... That was a movie that Curtis here dragged me to, and I thought, fuck, Liam Neeson and Wolves? I don't want to fucking see it. And then I watched it. I was like, dude, that was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to see what happened, but it was great. It was like, it was just very bleak movie. His performance was amazing in that movie. He was mourning the death of his wife. In after real, his, right, after his died. wife died, died in, in life. real life. It really added to yeah. his performance. And then the, the story, the narrative of that is like the, the literary genre of naturalism. Yep. It's very bleak. It's like, yeah, nature always wins sort of thing. Like, no matter how smart you think you are. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I could I have more on here, but I guys let you guys go. No, the last few that I had that I was trying to cite. Uh, I think probably the best. I I know I went with Logan, but I think probably the best comic book movie that we got uh, this decade was Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Did not. I pick did it. really enjoy that. Yeah, that was a good. One. Uh, if not that, then Scott Pilgrim versus the World, maybe. Mm. fall into that category. I um, still haven't seen that. I'm I've just, seen it. Uh, just, I'm just, not much just of a gamer, what, so it didn't yeah, do much What they me. were able yeah. to pull off was uh, pretty nice. If you're going Marvel, I think uh, either Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, just because they were such a change-up from like just, all the serious, yeah, you know, those we got to save the world. The they were, of that yeah. franchise. Although... Yeah. My personal favorite of that franchise is still the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. just because they they took a, a '70s like Cold War era spy thriller and then put it in the Marvel franchise. Absolutely, and they got Robert Redford in it, which was appropriate. Uh, the best Star Wars film since The Empire Strikes Back was released this decade. That was Rogue One. Yeah, like <laughs> um, just making sure say, we clarified like, it, that. It yeah, I was like, "Where's it going with that?" Like, it yeah. wasn't one of the. Uh, it was not. Series. And if I had to pick a Ryan Johnson film because I didn't pick Last Jedi, uh, I would have picked Looper probably mm, among yeah, his was pretty among good. his films. Uh, a few others, uh, you know, kind of franchise. I mentioned Creed as kind of the franchise restarter. Um, I thought Skyfall was a nice entry yeah. in the James Bond yeah, franchise. Yeah, Skyfall was really I, good. I thought about putting on here. I thought the second film in the trilogy, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, was a good film. Yeah. Very, very Shakespearean in the way they approached the storytelling in that one. I still have not seen War for the Planet of the Apes because just because it looked like it was trying to borrow too much from Apocalypse Now, and it yeah, kind of it was, put it me off. Very much was, but, but Dawn of the Planet Dawn of the Apes was, a solid was really, really. Good. I did like War though. I mean, it had a lot of Apocalypse Now, but then it yeah. also had its own thing, and I liked the way it ended. Yeah, uh, original films that. Came out of nowhere that I thought did an amazing job. Uh, I thought Black Swan was fantastic this decade. Um, Argo, I know Ben I Affleck like catches shit, but I thought that's probably the best effort hey, Ben Affleck Argo has put yourself. in. Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> I uh, forgot about that. Yeah, we like I said we had a lot of horror on the list, but uh, you know, as far as horror comedy goes, Cabin in the Woods I think did the yeah, best job yeah. of sending up the horror I wasn't genre sure if that was in a this long time. Decade. It was this decade. Yeah. It was earlier on, yeah. And again, I know I picked Logan, um, but the best X-Men film from this decade that wasn't an X-Men film was last year's Fast Color. If you haven't seen it, it's streaming on Hulu. I have not heard like of said, it. Best X-Men film that's not an X-Men film that you will catch. Okay. So we are asking you, listeners. Cooper, and did you have any others, folks? No, no, not entirely, no. Okay. <laughs> We're good? All right. Yeah, I'm all right. 
All right, so here we go. We are going to ask you who has the best lineup of favorite films from the past decade. Here are your choices. Mm-hmm. Choice number one is me, Joey, with Logan, Fury Road, Train to Busan, Creed, and One Direction. This is Us, my favorite <laughs> film of the decade. Curtis has Ex Machina, The House That Jack Built, I Saw the Devil, Neon Demon, and Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> <laughs> Coop has Hereditary, Bohemian Rhapsody, Tag, the non-white version, Sinister, <laughs> and Jack and Jill. Very nice. Beautiful. And Brad has Annihilation, Blade Runner 2049, Hell or High Water, Snowpiercer, and Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. I'm hoping there are some... <laughs> I'm hoping you, the listeners here are some Bieber... You know, some, Bieber some fevers. Believers. 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 There we go. Also appreciate good cinema. We'll like find they have, out. They have horrible music tastes, but they have good <laughs> film tastes. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> like, fuck that guy now. <laughs> well, I heard him when he said that. <laughs> all your votes. <laughs> well, this week's pop quiz is live right now. Vote on Twitter or Facebook by searching at PGTC Podcast. Pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages, so you cannot miss them. You can find the links to our social media, how to reach us by email, our hotline number, and so much more at popgoestheculture.com. Coming up this week, this weekend, the Comic-Con season starts for 2020, Long Beach Comic Expo this Saturday and Sunday in Long Beach, California, is the first of the 2020 Comic-Con, major Comic-Cons on the scene. New in theaters this weekend, Underwater, starring Kristen Stewart. Aliens. Anybody? Look, yeah, underwater. I was going to say it's, uh, what was that? Is it The Abyss or Leviathan? Abyss. I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> totally Leviathan. Could be either one. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a birthday gift for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Today, Friday, new albums out from Kesha and Selena Gomez. Hmm. Sunday, The Outsider, based on the Stephen King novel of the same name, premieres on HBO. I didn't know that that was even a thing of his. I saw they were doing a series called The Outsider. It was like, what, S.E. Hitton? No, like, no. Stephen King, Stephen what? King is The Outsider. <laughs> uh, new on Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Yeah. Gemini Man. Nobody got Gemini Man as their shit on. Yeah. And Code <laughs> 8, which I helped fund, all out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. Uh, also Tuesday, CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths wraps up with a two-hour, two-part finale. All has, the remaining has shows. Has anyone here been watching that? Has that yeah. been any good? What I've, is it? I've watched it. Um, the uh, CW's superhero, DC comic superhero shows, they're doing their big crossover. They did three episodes in December, and then they Infinity gauntleted it. Okay. And they're going to do the final two of the crossover starting on Tuesday. I literally have only seen snippets, and I think they were both from the same episode. It was Tom Welling's return and then Kevin Conroy's Batman. debut as the live-action live live action Batman. All of those shows that aren't ending, like Arrow is ending, all the rest of them, they've all been renewed for another season earlier this week. So we got that to look forward to. Uh, on Wednesday, at your local comic book shop, Batman number 86, the first Batman by somebody other than Tom King. In about three years, James Tinian is taking over as writer on Batman. Uh, Miles Morales in The End of the World, number one, with Miles Morales, Spider-Man writer Saladin Ahmed. And Doctor Who, the 13th Doctor, season two, number one, out in comic book stores this week. Anybody watching the Doctor Who? Does anybody care about Doctor Who besides me? I like it. I I've seen, seen all of it. I haven't stuff. seen the newer the stuff, stuff, like the, okay. the episodes that just aired. Right. Um, but I've seen all, like, all up until... Um, season 11 
through um, the last New Year or whatever it was. Yeah, with Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. And the shit she's been given, even though I don't think it's her fault. Oh, no. The shit she's been given is the script. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. scripts have not been The scripts haven't solid. been that they've strong. Had, they've had two or three really good episodes that she's yeah. had last season, and then the rest of the episodes have been absolutely abysmal. And I think part of it, I don't know, I don't, people are blaming Chris Chibnall, who's the showrunner, and like, obviously, you that gotta, he, yeah. he has to take some Bucks of the responsibility, too, yeah. but I watched all three seasons of Broadchurch, and I know a lot of really good episodes he did of Torchwood. Like right. he's a strong writer. I don't yeah. know what's going on with in the writer's Doctor room. Who right he's now. struggling with who. I think he's just yeah. giving the he's doing a writer's room which is new and I think he's mm-hmm. just giving too much freedom to the other writers maybe. I don't know. Maybe so. That's the way I'd prefer to look at it cuz <laughs> I have more faith in Chris Chibnall than what I, we've seen. Than what like this in, yeah. new season feels like they 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 took some heat about over the fact that you know they tried maybe a little too much to do their own thing last yeah. season, and this season feels like the, uh, it feels like a Doctor Who again. It feels like they're okay. going back to some of that old mythology, the bringing back some of the classic or you know, familiar. Right, villains. I know they're returning. There's a return of the Jadoon, mm-hmm. which is something we haven't seen really since, since the Russell T Davies yeah. era, the, the you know David Tennant era. Yep. And I know as far as I think we've seen a Cyberman in some of the promotional stuff. Yeah, I right. saw that. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm not surprised that if Chris Chris Chibnall's going to try to tie it in with some stuff we have seen with New Who, it'll be more of that era because that's when he last worked right. on anything Doctor Who related. Exactly. Yeah. No. It, I we'll see what happens. I. Th- I'm optimistic that this will be a better season than last. Uh, also on Wednesday on Netflix, Frank or I'm sorry, Grace and Frankie season six premieres on Netflix. Is anybody watching? I've seen some a few. of it, not all of it. Yeah. It's been a while. It's uh, funny. The Magicians right. season five premieres over on Sci-Fi. Anybody watching The Magicians on Sci-Fi? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldbergs and Schooled have their mid-season premieres over on ABC. I've seen That's some of the Goldbergs. Some of those. All right. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, Grownish season three premieres on Freeform, and we'll be back here at the Alamo Draft House recording next week's episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast next Thursday night. Come on out, grab something to eat. You can get something besides cashew chicken if you want. These guys will probably get the cashew chicken, but you can get something. You can get anything no, you if want. I, get any, I won't do it again two weeks in a row. Okay, we'll see. It took a while to eat. <laughs> well, I'm when you're trying to talk you, to you, normally yeah. scarf shit down. Have you guys took got you the burger while. bowls before? No. Burger bowls? Yeah, burger bowls. So basically, it's like a salad, but instead of a burger, like the bun and everything, they put it all in a, in a salad bowl, and you get to eat it like that. It's like oh. For like non-gluten people and stuff like that. So, it's actually really so is it a salad with like the burger the topping? Yeah, okay. So yeah, it's the not patty, like a burger. It's like so, they make the burger, but without okay. the bun. And they when you said right, burger right. bowl, yeah. I imagine like, oh, you get this awesome soup, and it comes in a bowl made out of hamburger. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the bowl is a burger. No, we serve food. like a bread bowl. Yeah. You gotta write that down. <laughs> Talk to the guys in the kitchen. That would have kitchen. to be some thick hamburger meat for the soup not to just pour right out yeah. through it. Yeah. No, it's it's really good. That's a good option. <laughs> well, come out you here. You sounded intrigued by that. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I shouldn't have explained it. <laughs> you can come on out here. You can grab anything off the menu. Get something to eat, something to drink, and join us here at in the media room, just north side of the back lot. Uh, we'll shut the studio door and start recording at seven o'clock. But you can come on in. You don't. If the door's shut, it just means we're trying to keep out the crowd out there. We're not trying to keep you out. If you ever were interested in a podcast, you want to know how this thing goes. If you're a fan of this show and you're in the area, come on out and join us. You can sit back here and eat and not have to talk. 
which would be great for Curtis. <laughs> or you could sit here and grab something to eat and drink and grab a microphone and jump on in with us. Uh, we are more than happy to have anybody else that wants to jump in, uh, join us on the show. Uh, unless you just don't, <laughs> don't park the truck and leave the passenger and the goat to sleep in the truck uh, yeah, while yeah. you're in here. So be sure to subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast on your podcast player of choice so you'll know when that episode that we're going to record next week and every episode is available. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, take a moment and leave a review on your preferred podcast player, whether it's you know Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever you listen on. Leave us a review. It doesn't cost you anything, and it really is one of the best ways to show your support for anyone that creates any of the art and entertainment that you enjoy, whether it's podcasts like this, YouTube videos, books, comics, movies, games, whatever. I know we would certainly appreciate it. Does anybody have anything else before we wrap this one up for the week? Uh, I think uh, we just yeah. about covered you, it. Wait, you guys yeah, are going so. to the Neo Show? I Art will be at Con. Neo Show Art Con on a panel with a guy, and what we're doing is a um, like YouTube versus podcasting to kind of sway people to our side. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so if anybody you. in the audience is thinking about starting any of those, he's going to try to talk about here's what you need to do YouTube videos well, well and but- I'm going to say here's what you need to do you know podcast and then. Brad we'll Brad lives in Neosho. You can use him as bait. In the, in the <laughs> I may have to use him. <laughs> I'm not going to be good bait. <laughs> plant, plant him as a stooge in the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that YouTube guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck YouTube. Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to stop by Carthage at the adult video store on our way back. Yeah. Oh, there's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a whole other fetish. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Anything was, else? You guys, what do you have? You guys have anything in particular coming up? I know out here at the Alamo. Yeah. There's well, always stuff going there's on. There's always stuff going yeah. on here. We definitely got a lot of movie parties. You know, yep. we got uh, Ringu um, playing here at the 28th. Yeah. For a Terror Tuesday. That'd be a fun one. Uh, we You're got, hosting that. I am hosting that. We'll have uh, Samara here um, and some interesting things. Okay. And then. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we got going on. We have. Uh, you want me to tell you what else you got? Yeah, going please. On? Okay. <laughs> if it's not what I'm doing, I forget. Uh, Sunday, two showings of Gone with the Wind at noon and five o'clock. Oh yeah, that's happening. Pride and Prejudice <laughs> Champagne Cinema here at the Alamo Draft House at one o'clock. No but zombies. if you didn't get tickets for that, it's sold out. You're shit out of luck. Yeah, yeah. it's sold out. Uh, Fantastic Fest presents VHS. That's on Sunday. No, what is that? VHS. Yes, <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, Monday night, of it. Monday night movie party, Tremors movie party at six forty. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, let's see, <laughs> Legend movie party. It's not a movie party unless we're watching all of the Tremors. <laughs> yeah, then it's then it's a marathon. Uh, <laughs> Legend movie party on Tuesday at six forty. It's a marathon. You want to kill yourself afterwards? <laughs> like right? It's, it's one that was Schindler's you... List. <laughs> 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 it's a double feature. See if you can survive it. Uh, Jurassic Park movie party at seven o'clock. Nice. And then I don't know if you guys have been, but the trivia Tuesdays here at seven o'clock on in the back lot on Tuesday yeah. nights are fantastic. Yeah, I've been curious to go, but I usually work late on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's five rounds of movie themed trivia. I think you can have up to six in a group in your party. I um, got a question. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, the Jurassic Park is that like an original thirty five millimeter print? That one is mm-hmm. not a thirty five. No, it's oh, okay. Blu ray. Just yeah. Blu ray. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wednesday, let's take a look. Scott Pilgrim versus the World movie party at 640 here at the Alamo Draft House. If you haven't seen it, there's your opportunity to do so. Okay. And then Wednesday night, check this out. The Great Gatsby from 2013. That's the one with um, DiCaprio. Uh, DiCaprio. Yep. 
three-course feast. Yep. Your first course is a mini quiche with Parmesan mousse paired with Metaview lemonade. Your second course is lobster ravioli with brown butter, truffle, hollandaise, Caesar side salad, and asparagus. I might eat that. Paired with a Chardonnay. And then the final third course is a pineapple upside-down cake paired with a citrus rum chata coffee. Wow. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And then Thursday sounds expensive, but it does sound good. <laughs> well, you know, you get the movie and you get all that with just the cost of your ticket, so it's not a bad deal. Um, and then again, if you're not going to be in here with us on next Thursday night, you can catch Drop Dead Fred here at the Alamo Draft House at six forty. Never would have thought somebody would have decided to put Drop Dead Fred back on the big screen. It sells <laughs> out. I know that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I would never have guessed that. All right, anything else? Anybody got anything? No. All right, we're going to wrap this one up then for the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. I've been Joey Mills. I'm Brad. Curtis. Cooper. Come on out to the Alamo Draft House and join us next week. We implore you, next week we're going to be talking about our favorite television of the decade. So you want to catch us with that. Ooh. Don't forget to vote for who has the best lineup of films, favorite movies of the decade. That's available right now on our social media. See ya. Peace. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.